Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, Stephen Jr., and today we pulled Black Swan. Well, hello. I forgot to wish Edward Furlong a happy birthday yesterday on August 2nd. Eddie Furlong. You remember Eddie Furlong, my teenage crush, my first crush from Terminator 2 and American Heart. You remember that movie? And then American History X. Um, he, was been a, he was in Pecker. We remember Detroit Rock City. We remember Eddie. Happy belated birthday, Edward Furlong. And happy early birthday to Crystal Chappelle, whose birthday is tomorrow, if in case I forget. She's my favorite soap actress. She played Dr. Carly Manning, a.k.a. Katerina Von Leuschner on Days of Our Lives. So happy birthday to the two of you. But most importantly, happy birthday to my son, Oliver Donut. Happy birthday, Oliver Donut. His birthday is not technically until the 5th of August, but this is serving as a gentle reminder for those who may be listening because we don't have a show on Saturday. So happy early birthday to my son, Oliver Donut. How time flies. We pulled Black Swan, which is a big, as I think we all regard it to be one of Tori's bigger breakup songs, right? Um, a song that feels very melancholic about letting go. Seems to be about Eric, but the thing that I've never been able to marry, and we've never done the Under the Pink season properly, and we're about to start doing that soon, I promise. And one thing that I guess I'll wrestle with at that time, I haven't really wrestled with it now, is how these really touching, really heartbreaking, is better word, breakup songs, Black Swan, Baker Baker, for example, how they're here in this in the timeline. Because a lot of people relate these songs to Eric, her long-term relationship in the 90s, but she was still with Eric when these songs came out. So it's it seems to be if they are about Eric, if we could dare say that they are, we don't know, but if they are, then it seems a little premature for their breakup. And then that seems to me to relate to a situation that I'm kind of experiencing, which is maybe you know something before you know something. And then that makes a little bit more sense to me because I don't, I'm not, it's not resonating with me the way that it might. The song is not resonating with me. Like it's not gutting me. It's not like pulling out my heartstrings. Black Swan, beautiful song. Haven't really ever had that experience before, I don't think. And even though I'm kind of there, it's just not, it feels to me more like a premonition, you know? And it reminds me today, and should remind me in the future, to uh, trust my instincts, to trust the vibration, and be okay with being okay. Like, it's okay. I said a couple things yesterday, and I just want to clarify, like, when I was talking about having a value statement on myself as I'm taken, and that gave me value, I just, in the context of the time that I was at, it gave me a peace, because I was definitely searching for a mate, and I felt like being alone was really, really difficult for me in that moment. It was not a value statement on the term of being taken in general. So I value so much my alone time, and always had, and that's what I think I learned learned how to get back to. I value my alone time. And today I didn't get any because today was the season premiere of Big Brother. Right on, Julie Chen. Oh, Big Brother, if you're watching, I forgot uh, Brian and Valerie. I was going to send you a picture of the thing hanging on my rear view mirror. It's a bust of Julie Chen that I got for Christmas. But um, yeah, it's the it was the season premiere of Big Brother. So I didn't get any alone time, but soon I'm craving it. So 
I wanted to clarify that I wasn't making a value statement on whether you're taken, whether you're single, nothing like that. It was for me in that moment of my life. But for me in this moment, this song is saying to me, trust the vibrations and the frequencies. You know, maybe you know something before you know something and honor that. Life is sure a thing. Life is, life is going to do what life is going to do. It's just going to do it. Life is going to do the thing. I bought a book today, and I haven't said this in a really long time, but if you read, <laughs> if you actually buy books, you've got to shop at bookshop.org. It is a hub for independent bookstores. Don't forget, don't shop on Amazon. I used to say that all the time. Straight from and to independent booksellers, which let me tell you, did I tell you about my book project that I did? Yeah, I think I did. I, <laughs> I was trying to procrastinate. So I, I alphabetized my books, organized my books, put them into a spreadsheet, which contains the author, the title, the genre, the ISBN number, the edition of what book it is, like the Penguin edition or whatever, and the Goodreads link to the book or the Wikipedia link to the book. So it was a long process on the spreadsheet, but I was at the bookstore the other day and I was like, do I have this book? And I, I was able to pull up my spreadsheet. I was like, oh, I don't have this book. So I bought it. Anyway, but that's not the book I want to talk about. I bought another book today called Rest is Resistance, and a friend of mine, Carla Delegata, recommended it to me. She is a theater practitioner who is amazing. Anyway, she recommended me this book, and it resonated with me because I was talking just yesterday here in this very chair, in this very moment, uh, about how I value being productive. And I value that for myself, and I think that's because growing up, I never felt like I had a place, you know? And I feel like when I do something, when I work, when I put something out there, I feel like I own a piece of the cultural dialogue or, I, or contributed a piece to the cultural dialogue. I don't know why. Um, and I really put high value for myself on that, that I have the ability to complete a project. And I've learned over the years that not everybody does. So I always am pushing myself and I'm telling you, I've been working this week, eight-hour shifts in eight Like, I've been doing eight-hour days. Can you believe that? Can you believe such a thing? You know, I can usually get eight hours work done in three or four hours, but I'm getting like 12 hours of work done in eight hours. It's a lot because we have this Latinx theater festival happening, and there's a lot of components to it. We have eight shows coming. I'm managing the whole thing. I have an intern production manager. I have a technical coordinator. I have four high school interns. And of course, the marketing team and everybody else that's wrapping around it and all eight theater companies, seven, because one of them is our own, all eight theater companies managing all of the artists. It's just a lot. So if you're here September 14th through the 17th, come see my shows, come see all my festival. But I was mentioning just like all of the work that I have to do yesterday. And I was thinking about that. And Carla recommended this book called Rest is Resistance. I want to read you a little bit about it. Rest in its simplest form, becomes an act of resistance and a reclaiming of power because it asserts our most basic humanity. We are enough. The systems cannot have us. Rest is resistance, is rooted in spiritual energy and centered in black liberation, womanism, somatics, and Afrofuturism. And yes, absolutely. You can have any sort of business model. I don't know. You can have anything. You can have an organization run entirely by people of color. But if you are following a hierarchical structure, a very specific hierarchy and power where one person is disseminating, it's like top-down power, one, it's like a vertical power structure, then everybody 
is operating in a, in a white model, in a white-based system. So I recognize that my need to produce is a value judgment on myself, and I recognize that, and I recognize that it's a, it's a very white system. It's a very patriarchal and oppressive system, oppressive way of thinking, always having to work. Always, it's very American, isn't it? Always having to produce something. And I'm not doing that anymore. Once this festival is over, <laughs> I've got to get through the festival. And I want to get through the festival. These are my, hopefully my future relationships in the Los Angeles theater industry, my current relationships with Los Angeles theater. It's like every, you know, this is something I'm passionate about and I want this to be the best. But once this is done, she gets back into relaxation mode. <laughs> She's going to take She's going to relax. She's going to rest. Do you understand? It's going to be rest and relaxation because I feel like I go, go, go so much. So when Tori sings, he knows where the pillow goes. I know where the pillow goes and it goes right under my head. And goes. I'm a side sleeper, so it goes right under my left cheek and I'm going to curl up and go to bed. I'm going to hibernate. The only thing I'm going to work on is truly the podcast. That's all I'm going to work on. I'm going to go to work, you know, do my job, but I'm not, I'm resting. There is a rest. There is inherent rest. And I suppose having a million film projects to watch, projectizing my free time is not necessarily the best idea, but because I do so enjoy watching movies, I think it like making it like a little watch project seems like work possibly, but it also makes me want to do it, <laughs> want to relax and watch movies. And that's ultimately relaxation and rest for me. So I don't know. It's all twisted up, isn't it? It's all confusing, like a black swan itself or like black swan the movie. It's all very confusing. And with that, I'm going to throw it to my good old pal, Tori Amos, with her rendition of my topic today, black swan.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.